You're listening to the Fit Me Forever podcast, episode number 39. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Noel. Together, we are the OmniFit. Happy 2019. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Kayla and Taylor, and today we are going to be talking about the foundation principles around Fit Me Forever. We call them the core four, and we're going to dig right in today with meat and potatoes of overall health and wellness and starting with mindset, and then just going into simple nutrition. What really are those things? What is the Fit Me Forever lifestyle about? We're going to dig into this over the next couple of episodes, so we hope you enjoy it. Are you training hard but not seeing the results that you so desperately want to see? Stop spinning your wheels, girlfriend. We've created a free guide to help you understand why you're not seeing results and tell you what you can do about it. Just visit theomnifit.com slash results. Or you can click on the training hard but not seeing results link directly from the show notes. Hi, ladies. How are you? Wonderful. Good. Yeah. Into the new year. I like the way you say potatoes. Potatoes? (laughs) How do I say say potatoes? Potatoes. That's a Midwest thing, probably. Um, I love it. I love it. Potatoes. Potatoes. Okay. That's good. Yeah. You know, I love that. This really is um, our foundational principles and just kind of an overview for you guys listening. Um, There's four, we call them the core four Um, mindset, simple nutrition, movement and community. So today we're going to be focusing, as Jody said, on the mindset and simple nutrition. And I mean, these are the first ones because you really can't move on to movement and community without having a good foundational structure in your mind internally. Totally. Yeah. It all starts there. And, and I think a lot of um, people and, and women lack in this, especially in this generation and this day and age, kind of like we we're talking about earlier, it's all about hustle. It's all about getting things done. It's all about just racing um, and just kind of putting everything to the side when it all starts right there. Everything, mm-hmm. our, our health, our wellness, um, our, our patience, our kindness, everything starts in, in our mind. And that's ultimately where we can um, really get down to business and really um, achieve all that we're setting out to is there. Yeah, we know all how it is. So if you start the day off in the wrong mindset and the mm-hmm. whirlwind that is going on, not only inside of you, but outside of you, it definitely affects everything, um, our health and those amp stress levels. And so when we can get into the proper mindset, um, just for our own health, I think, uh, you know, one of the things I had put in a, I think an email sequence of that, that our habits are the muscle that supports everything around us. Mm-hmm. And those habits, we, we grow into those, we change those, they all happen deep inside of us and, and what we're thinking and what we're thinking, what we're believing about ourselves, what we're believing about other people. Um, it's huge. 
Yeah. I love how you said that about what we're believing about other people. I mean, there's this like mental chatter that's constantly going on in our minds, especially as women. Like we're never just thinking one thing. We're always like weaving in and out. I read this really awesome book called, um, men are like women and are women are like spaghetti and men are like waffles. I heard of that. It's oh. such a great book. And the overall concept is that men compartmentalize and that as women, our thoughts and our actions weave all together like a plate of spaghetti. Um, and when we're not in a good mindset, Coach Tay, you got, you have mentioned several times how women are the temperature, the thermometer yeah. of our home. And when we are like that, when I'm amped, by golly, Aiden is amped. And I can say his name <laughs> Aiden now because he's adopted, which is really great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's, it's so true. It's, it's, I think it's, it's such a powerful thing that we tend to forget, but it's also very empowering. Um, We can use it in humility, but also have it be empowering Mm -hmm. that we are the thermometers and we're like the thermostat when I mean, like you said, we can totally set the temperature for our home, but let alone think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. What can we do ourselves when we realize that we make an impact? Right. Yeah. Right. Not only set the temperature, but you can go into an environment and just by your mindset, be able to change the temperature mm-hmm. of an environment. I think about it, not even home. It's like some days just walking into the office. Like if I'm scattered or I'm focused on another thing or whatever, that totally affects my team, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, uh, it's so critical that we realize how much power we have, not only to change ourselves, but to change other people as well. Yeah. I love that. So what do you guys do and suggest, you know, you guys listening, we always love to provide you with tangible action steps that you can take and apply right now today. Like as you're listening to this, when it's over, you'll be able to go, Oh, I can do that today. What are some things and like tools and strategies that you guys use um, on a daily basis yourselves and what, what you teach your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, just knowing that everybody's different and just having that grace that we're all going to find a different time, a different strategy, whether you like to read or you like to write, or you just like to pray, talk out loud, whatever it is. Um, I personally like to do it first thing in the morning because I feel like if it's midday or at night, um, there's different purposes throughout those times, but I feel like if I'm working on my framework of mind for the day, it has to be before I start my day. And so I find that personally best. So that's um, having devotional time in the morning, um, my prayer time with God and just writing. One of my favorite things to do, and I know this for you guys too, is to journal. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys feel about that? What, what strategies and tools do you like to use for journaling? I'm, I'm a huge journaler and I, I used to journal on a daily basis and now I am consistently on a week basis. So I have a, an opportunity to kind of review the week and um, just from old school thought and some small groups and things that I've been in, uh, one of the practices we would do is we practice consolation and desolation. And as you look over the week, what things really brought you life and what things made you feel deflated or whatever. And so as you just take a look and like how I journal as I look at that is like, what were the high points of the week that really brought me life and what were the low points and what could I have done differently about those? And then focus on the things that set up those high points as well, that I do more of that. Um, and, 
as we think about mindset, um, for me specifically, I have found that I like to preset my day the night before rather than the morning. Like my mornings are really busy. We talked about on the last podcast and kind of helping take care of my mother-in-law. So it's running in the morning is really quick. It's like not only getting myself together, but preparing, it's almost like having a child, right? Preparing breakfast, making sure, you know, everything's set for the day. I don't have time in the morning. Um, I miss that. So I've switched that to the evening before I go to bed. I'm pre-planning my day and that starts me off. And another thing I used to feel like was a curse is I have a bit of a commute, a 30, 40 minute commute in the morning. And I have used that time to mentally prepare myself for what's coming. Where before I, my mindset used to be, I hate this, I hate the traffic, da, da, da. And now I've used it as a little mobile university. I'm listening to something that's encouraging my day and setting me in the right direction and then also thinking and, and pre-planning action as much as possible. So you got to kind of use, as you set your mindset, that planning and preparing time, find that space that works for you. How about you, Kayla? Yeah, I totally, I love how you said mobile university. That is so great. I know that a lot of you listening are probably listening to us on your commute as well. And it is definitely our desire to do exactly that is to be that little encouraging thing in your ear that reminds you of the control that you have and the power that you do have to set the temperature for your day. And so, um, yeah, I too have different practices and they've changed over the years as um, we've moved, as my work schedule has changed. Um, as I became a mom, what those different things are. My favorite thing is to definitely wake up a good hour before everyone else and have that quiet time, um, which I try to make happen several times a week. Um, but depending on whether, you know, Aiden's teething or whether I'm up late or whatever, that might not happen. And it's right after that hustle and bustle for me. And so um, as a part of one of the tools that we created for our clients, we created a self-talk guide, which what it does is it helps you create affirmations. We talk a lot about positive affirmations. We talk a lot about what you put in is what you ends up, you know, spewing out of you. Um, and we realize that it's challenging to maybe create an affirmation for yourself. It feels foreign. It feels, so that's why we created the guide. And then recently in the last year, um, we added to that guide, a daily intentions worksheet, which is a practice that I started doing, um, using the daily affirm or using the self-talk affirmation, the positive affirmation that's created and having a list and it's super simple. So while you're not driving, you could take a sheet of paper and it's basically gratitude. I list three things that I'm grateful for. And then personal development, what am I learning? Something simple that I'm learning from a podcast or a book that I'm reading. And then my affirmations, my three affirmations for that day. And affirmations are, are interesting because a lot of people gravitate towards something that they're comfortable with. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident or I'm strong. And really affirmations are intended to be repeating things that you don't necessarily believe about yourself to help um, redefine that neurological pathway in your brain. And so without getting too scientific on this particular topic, um, then at the bottom of that is also my top three to do's. And that can be tasks that I want to get done, but it's always something that's going to propel me forward. So I like to do that in the earlier portion of my day. Sometimes I'll actually do the top three to do's, like you said, Jody, the night before, if they're on my mind and I know I want to get those done, I will go ahead and write those in my notebook. And I just carry this little five by seven notebook around. Um, sometimes it's my pattern is wake up in the morning, 
go to school, drop Aiden off at school, go to the gym. And so I'll just do that really quick before the gym, before my whole day starts. Um, so what's really important to just get your mind right and find what works for you. I've done a lot of stuff over the years. I'm sure you guys have too, right? But, sure, yeah. but you're this like, whole, oh, that didn't work. I can't, I can't maintain that. Never mind. Let me try something different. Yeah. It's not this something I'm like, it doesn't work. The whole concept, Kayla, Taylor, like it reminds me of what you said, Taylor, on the last podcast. We steer where we stare. And so when we're staring at the those positive affirmations, even though we might not fully believe all of that yet, it changes the tra trajectory of what we're staring at and the, the positivity that we can overlay on that. And it takes some time to rebuild thinking habits. I mean, negative thinking patterns are ingrained. And so it's, mm -hmm. you have to keep overlaying and overlaying and overlaying something new until you believe it. And, and we know, I mean, it's, it goes back to two. Do you think that you are, are you a person who works out or do you see yourself as or do you say to yourself, I'm a lazy couch potato. I never work out when I should. This is just an example. Yeah. Or do you see yourself and talk to yourself as I'm a healthy eater who sometimes has a, you know, who sometimes snacks? Or do you see yourself as I'm a perpetual snacker and I don't eat healthy? So those things that you're talking to yourself about and what you, how you see yourself are going to determine your outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. it really is. It is very powerful. And it really is a daily practice multiple times a day. Um, those default mechanisms in our brain are the negative default. And so we have to work against that. It does take effort in the beginning to really get those things rolling before what starts revolving in your head is the positive because you spent so many years creating those positive pathways. So I love that. Yeah, you don't just let your day happen by by circumstance or happenstance. You have to create it. Mm -hmm. You have to, of course, things are going to be thrown our way. But when you can control our our temperature and our mindset and our attitude, that's what changes the trajectory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I love that. The more and more we practice that, and we're we just we'll move right into simple nutrition. It's a it's a practice. It is um, something that can become a habit with our thinking patterns. And as things become a habit, they're undemanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a reason why we chose simple nutrition as the foundational principle and not just nutrition in general. Um, it really should be simple. How you eat should be undemanding. And as Taylor, we, as we were preparing for this podcast, it was great just to kind of look up the definition of, of simple and you mentioned, Coach Tay, that it was straightforward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, straight, straightforward, undemanding. Like how refreshing is that? And we're not saying that it's not, it's, it's not going to be totally easy. Figuring it out, figuring what, what to do, how to do it, that is always going to require a little bit of, of stretching and growing and understanding. And that's not always easy per se, but it should be undemanding something right. that weigh on you. Yeah, but it can start simple and evolve. And I mm -hmm. think what happens in the culture that we live and the whole dieting mentality, it it has this tendency to complicate itself. And it, it just doesn't need to be complicated. No. So how do we start simple, ladies? Well, one of the ways that we help you guys create simplicity with your nutrition is we do try to provide you a skeleton, so to speak, a template 
that you can begin to use, but it's never intended to be your end-all be-all plan because we're all going to eat differently. In fact, in a fantastic conversation that the three of us were just having not long ago, we all eat differently now. And we were just talking about how that has evolved. And the way that it evolved was because of this biofeedback that you guys have heard us talk about so frequently is that what are the, what are the ways that we can keep it simple and that where you start out. But Jody, you mentioned something when you first started becoming aware and your desire to be healthy, that it looked a certain way. And now what, seven years in you go, Oh, well, I look at how I eat a little bit differently because of what I've learned. Can you share just a little bit about that? Right. Um, right. Specifically so, how you were talking about your macros and then how mm -hmm. you choose, how's your, how you choose your food now. Yeah, it's really interesting. So when I started this journey, I was all about outward awareness. I was looking in the mirror and I wasn't satisfied with what I was seeing. I also had a drain on energy, right? And so I wanted, I just wanted someone to give me a plan to feel better, right? And along that process of a pretty specified plan, um, what I did was get real habitual with I ate the same thing all the time at the same time or whatever. And I didn't have a lot of variety in my diet at all. And as I did that for a long period of time, though it might have been serving an exterior goal, what I was finding happening is there was this interior side of me that was learning and growing and I was getting some feedback that wasn't desirable mm -hmm. and I needed to make some changes. And what, one of the things I realized is I wasn't getting enough variety um, because I was so focused on getting a quantity, uh, you know, trying to hit a, a, a macronutrient level at a certain level. And my goals were different than necessarily than they are now. But um, I was so focused on a number that I had a tendency to ignore truly maybe how I was feeling or what was going on inside. Now, I met a lot of goals and it felt really great. But then I did get to a point where I felt uncomfortable about making changes because I was fearful that if I did that, then everything from an exterior perspective would have changed, right? Right. Everything you uh, quote unquote work so hard for right. would go away. Right. Yeah. But I found that in these gradual adjustments and changes that were um, simple changes outwardly, they were more difficult changes on the inside because mm -hmm. I felt mm -hmm. like I might lose control, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And there is something we all admit in this culture that we all live in is we prefer perfection. Um, and that phrase actually came out of one of my clients' mouths, Michelle Hunter. Um, and she said that on a, a previous podcast, but we prefer perfection. And so challenging and bumping up against that perfection limit. And that's why when we roll it back is we don't have to hit a particular number. number. We need principles mm -hmm. in which to build health around, and those principles can be very, very simple. Mm -hmm. And how they are executed may look very, very different for each of us. And that's why we come back to assessing, helping you, our listeners, assess um, what are those life priorities? What are those needs for energy and variety and addressing hunger and taste and helping you find that path? Mm -hmm. That's is. part of our core yeah. war. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And we do that with, that's the reason why we created the cookbook. It's a, you know, 
compilation of all of the recipes that we use, that we enjoy, that we love. And nutrient profiles are important. I mean, that's a part of micronutrients, a part of education and learning. I mean, definitely one of the things that um, the biggest takeaway from learning about macronutrients is learning about what is in the food that you eat. Um, it's more about than just the label. Um, and so there's a lot of power in that. But we do provide with recommended grocery lists to get you acquainted with some foods. And in that, we might be recommending some foods that you've never eaten before. And so we encourage you guys to just test it out, try it, you know, cook different things. Jody, you've been cooking a lot of different food lately and looking up recipes. Yeah. I think too, just in our pre-conversation for this podcast, Taylor is talking about how that's changed for her in the last year. Tay, do you want to just share a little bit too? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, even even foods that seem good, right? That sometimes yeah. get out of balance. Yeah, that are quote unquote healthy to all of us that are actually nutrient dense. I was eating plenty of nutrient dense foods. And it's funny because I was showing you guys a picture and I share this on social media, a picture of the year difference of my, my license. Um, and I got a picture taken and two huge different huge differences in, in these pictures because one is a total inflammatory response in my face. And then this year I have a totally different face structure, but it's all because of the food I was eating and I did not recognize it. But sometimes what I'm now reflecting on is, is the repetition of nutrient dense foods with a lack of variety is what was hurting me. And I was so, I was so focused on it. Honestly, sometimes a lot of it was was lack of creativity, lack of curiosity, honestly, just, you know, not wanting to really change anything because we get set in our ways. <laughs> and we do. And yeah. it's easy. I think we're creatures of habit. I definitely yeah. thrive in structure and repetition. And um, a lot of the clients that we work with, it's the commonality, right? They're all yes. type A perfectionists, love to have a plan and they love to execute. Like that's a very common theme. Um, yes. And so we have to, we have to manage that. Yes. Right. Yes. And I, that was, that was not managed. And I mean, I can tell you what I ate almost every single day, egg whites, avocado toast, yogurts, like all these things. And lo and behold, gluten and dairy are an issue now, but I have no idea if it's always going to be that way. But now the way my, my diet looks is is much different. It's much more cautious around changing the variety of things that make me feel good. Um, mm -hmm. Things that are still nutrient dense, but just being very aware of that. And that's kind of how you're saying, Jody, that we can just get so focused on or, or lack thereof of our priorities in that time um, when we kind of need to take a step back and look at all of the aspects, the long-term vision and long-term goal. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know, like, I know this is true for us. And I, I believe it's really true for our listeners too, is we, we are women that have full lives and I don't even want to like claim to the tag of busy. We have full lives by choice. And, mm -hmm. and there are times where that lack of time, we get so ingrained in these patterns and, and what may seemingly be good to start out with can end up like you're saying, Tate, where it's, it's not so good. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back all the way back to that mindset thing to loop back around is how do we ourselves plan and prepare mentally to be able to have that simple variety in our lives and also to be able to extend that um, within the core principles of what we offer in our Fit Me Forever um, membership groups and clientele and all of that. So it's super important. We're going to be talking more about that too. The, the planning and preparing internally 
to be able to execute those things outwardly that we we hope to see not only for ourselves but for again for our groups so yes absolutely so guys that is the conclusion to part one i just have to say that we had such a great time starting this conversation with you about our core four I truly believe that when you take a step back and simplify your approach to fitness, you're able to make it a permanent part of your life. We would love to hear how you are using the tools and strategies that we discuss on this podcast to maximize your results. Fit Me Forever is about you. It's a state of being, not just another program to follow. If you haven't already, please, please, please leave us a review. This not only lets us know that you like what we're putting out, but it helps others find us. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you guys next time.